0: Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the dockers' farmside side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade! Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow you fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider workers smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the tricks of your trade! Hello, welcome to episode 29 of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator, lawyer and director of Tricks of Your Trade. Today on my podcast, I wanted to let you all know uh, that I think I've been at least convinced to change my mind about relationships. Um, And I'm one of those people who thinks that people should be humble enough to say, got a new perspective on something and there might be a better way of doing things. I'm really not a fan of people who just stick to their guns, bloody minded and do the same things over and over again, even if they find out in the future that they might have been looking at things um, from a bit of a cynical perspective. Now, there's something that happens to solicitors when they've been in the industry a while, where they just become really bloody cynical. And Expect the worst from people, never believe that they've got the full story and really never take anyone's word for something entirely. There's always a shadow of a doubt that somebody might back out on what they've done or said. And that comes with the job. It comes with seeing so many things go wrong in terms of negotiations and commercial transactions. And even where people have got the best of intentions because they've got an existing relationship with somebody things still don't work out. Um, And so this is why I think solicitors get a little bit jaded. Now, I've always prided myself in sort of having a little bit more of a balanced perspective on things because I've worked on site and because I can see that relationships do make the world turn much smoother, particularly when everybody's respectful and getting along and everyone's got a common interest and a common goal. Um, After all, that is what the You know foundations of teamwork were built on. But what I always worried about was that I could see that subcontractors had really good relationships with the foreman because you'd see them every day on site. Um, Typically you know there might be a contracts administrator if they're site-based you'd have a really good relationship with the CA. If you had just dealt with the CA for the trade letting process, um, so when you'd gone to your post tender interview and then you did the documentation to get signed up It was less likely that you had a really good relationship with the CA. But it's like anything in life. If you have somebody who's working against you, they can make your life a living hell. And on the flip side of that is if you've got somebody who is willing to advocate for you and make your life easier, uh, that can make a huge difference to your overall running costs and the amount of profit that you actually make on the job. So if I was to say to you, how do you get from being reactive and relying on relationships and hoping that somebody comes good for you, over to the flip side where somebody works for you, where they will reach out to you and say, hey, we've got a job coming up. love for you to put in a price. Do you think you could give me the same crew you gave me last time? We could make it easier for you by supplying this or that. Um, It's going to be the same foreman on the job. And I actually used to use this strategy when I was a CA, I used to pride myself in building really good relationships with subcontractors. And when we would have a really important tender that we really wanted to win, I would get the estimators list of people who'd said they put in a tender and anybody who I knew I had a good relationship with, I would call them and say, hey, are you going to put in a bid for this? I need to know that you guys are gonna put in a bid for it because if we get this job, we're gonna have this person as the foreman and we'd really love to have these two particular subcontractors working together. Um, Say for example, if it was a chippy and a plasterer or a plasterer and a painter, and we knew that the integration of the two trades needed to be done well. But I didn't ever really think, and I mean, I was genuine when I was making those calls and we were never lying about what we had planned to do. But we were certainly reliant on what management would do at the end of the day. If we didn't get the foreman that we wanted because he didn't want to work out the back of Burke doing God knows what, um, then there was nothing I could do about it. And then there was always the double-edged sword where if you're reaching out to one particular tradesperson or one particular subbie, what about all the other guys who had already priced for you? How is it fair on them for you to reach out to someone you want and negotiate on the deal? And so you need to respect the amount of relationships that you have. As a builder CA, you have to have multiple relationships. You can't just be dating one guy. But there were certain subcontractors that did get under my skin, and it was because we would have a personal connection. And I'm you know, not getting into any kind of um, suggestions that there was any kind of personal romantic situations or anything like that, and I'm sad that I would even have to qualify that. Um, but It was more the case that if you had a personal connection with somebody, um, say, for example, because I would go to the dog park in Toowoomba every afternoon with my dog, and sometimes I'd run into certain subbies that we would work with, and they'd have a dog too, and our dogs would play together and we would actually see each other outside of work and I got to know their families. I got to know their dog. I got to know what kind of car they drove, um, what they did on their weekends. We would have conversations about that. They'd introduce me to other people who they knew. And I suppose it's a little bit of the same theory where, um, and I do a lot of this type of really weird reading of like horror, horror books and things like that, and thrillers, but they say that if you're ever being abducted by a murderer um, or if somebody's trying to murder you, that you should try and tell them as many personal things about you as possible to appeal to their empathy, um, if they have any empathy, unless they're a complete psychopath, uh, but so that you don't get dexted up and um, chopped up into little pieces and murdered. So from a psychological perspective, and by the way, this is not my professional opinion. Um, But they say that you should try to make a personal connection with people so that they actually care and you get under their skin. Makes it much harder for them to screw you over. So when it comes to relationships with subcontractors, I always felt like I was in control of those relationships. I never felt like subcontractors had control of the relationship with me, even um, to an extent where there was a personal connection. Um, For example, I had a subby at one point who my uh, cousin went to do some work for him on his annual leave. And so he wanted to learn how to do particular, operate particular vehicles. This guy was a heavy vehicle um, machinery earthworks contractor. And so my cousin went and did some work for him. And at the time I was on the page that, look, this is I'm giving you a hand by finding you someone to do this extra work because he had a, a shortage in resources. Um, But that wasn't the way that the guy saw it. He actually thought he was doing me a favor by giving my nephew some experience on some different machines. So it's all about perspective, isn't it? And it might've been just a um, downfall in communication, but I remember a little while after that, this guy reached out to me and he said, can you do me up a swims for this job? And I said to him, well, I'm really sorry, but I don't have any experience in doing up those documents. I wouldn't even know where to start. You need a safety professional. And he got really offended because he felt like he'd banked a relationship with me or a favor with me and I'd not come good on the favor with him. So I suppose he thought I was just, um, I was just taking from, from the relationship and not giving anything back. And it became very clear to me that the only reason that he was entertaining me at all was because he saw me as the window to winning more work. And so I want to talk about in this podcast, um, I I actually had, I attended a training session run by Adam Barnard from Tactics Business Coaching and Adam and I go way back. Um, he used to be a concreter and uh, Adam's actually got qualifications in law as well. So we've got quite a bit in common, but we are 100% cut from the industry type people. We identify as industry people and just um, always talking about pie in the sky type stuff. And so in one of Adam's trainings recently, he was talking about having control of relationships and whether or not the subcontractor is in control of the relationship or whether the builder is. Um, in this context, it was whether you as uh, potentially seeking customers, how you can take control of your relationships with your customers so that they come to you. And I thought it was really interesting because some of the examples that Adam used, um, when he first started talking this way, I was thinking, oh, this is such a dangerous um, topic because subcontractors get lured into this false sense of security, that they have this really great relationship with this builder's contracts administrator. And it's so fickle because they could move to another building company, they could make a mistake and need to hide the mistake. Um, There are so many ways that being in a relationship with somebody's contracts administrator is just, it's a little bit empty, but it actually was a little bit of a mic drop moment for me when Adam sort of said, look, if you've got a personal connection with someone and they know who you are and you share those personal connections, they will advocate for you and they will, Uh, Essentially, call you and say, Hey, I've got a job coming up, or I've got a favor, or I thought of you because of this. And instead of being really cynical about it, um, because it was advice coming from a trusted um, colleague of mine, I actually stopped and thought, You know what? This is actually groundbreaking for me because I started my business because of subcontractors who had a personal connection with me who got ripped off. And it's, it felt so wrong for me and my moral compass that I couldn't stand by and watch it happen while I had the skills and experience to stop it from happening again. And so that's why I went out and started my business was because I wanted to be somebody um, in your back pocket, making sure that you've got somebody looking after you. It seemed to me like everybody wants to be the builder's friend and everybody wants to have builders as clients because they're big fish and they have repeat ongoing disputes. It is that disgusting, to be honest, where solicitors will seek out builders who have ongoing disputes. And it's almost, I'm not, I'm not going to um, go so far as to say that those solicitors don't advise builders about how to not have more disputes. I'm sure that they do. And I'm sure that they're doing everything, you know, to prevent their clients from having more disputes. That's not what I'm getting at. But if you've got an adversarial builder who historically has got form for taking people to court, of course, as a lawyer, you're going to want them as your client because that's how you get repeat ongoing work, right? So when it comes to this business of relationships, it just really blew my mind that I've been out there publicly saying for many years now, relationships aren't real. They don't exist. They aren't of no substance you cannot have a relationship with somebody that you can rely on and it really is a little bit of poetic irony because the subcontractors who had a relationship with me they could rely on me I started a business to help them I actually left working for builders to go and help subbies get paid because I wanted to advocate for them so strongly so it 100% is possible for you to have a relationship with your builder or your builder's CA or somebody in your network who is working to help you. And those types of relationships come about by consistent, repeated, respectful behaviour. And you really need to be able to look into your gut feelings and go, is everything above board here? Does everything add up? What's in it for this person? What is this person getting out of this transaction? And I want you to think about whether every single touch point that you have with that person is it just commercial niceties or are you actually connecting on a personal level with that person if you're connecting on a personal level repeatedly and you do have an ongoing respectful relationship where there is no reason or cause for you to think that whatever is going on in the background is sinister and that person is true to their word then I would say congratulations, you're in a relationship. Change your Facebook status. But can I say that it takes a long time for these relationships to form and we should always, 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 always still have our admin behind us to back up and support our position because it it doesn't matter how long you've got the relationship for or how good the relationship is. If that person moves jobs or they're taken off the project, or somebody comes in, they no longer have the authority to help you or get you an outcome, then you will be left dealing with somebody else. And if you have absolutely nothing in writing and you have nothing to document the deals that you've done, or you have completely failed to administer your contract on the reliance that that person will just get you paid, you're probably forgetting that that person may not be in control of the bank accounts. So it's really difficult as a contracts administrator to get somebody paid because you don't have the ability to arrange an EFT. And I know with the building companies that I worked for in the past, if I pushed too hard to get any particular subcontractor paid, I would start getting questions from management like, who are you working for? Us or them? And very quickly, you would be red taped into a corner and you couldn't do anything to help your mate. So, Take it with a take it with a serious approach in terms of you know what you might have some real relationships. Um, you if you listen back to my podcast number eight, you'll hear we interviewed a subcontractor whose business went broke, and he talked really candidly about what happened in the thirty minutes after he told his builders that he was putting his business into liquidation, and it was not just one builder; it was many, many builders. He went and he personally saw them. And he told the story of what happened after he told them and how quickly those relationships dissolved. And there's one really heartbreaking moment in that podcast where he says, and I say to him, have you heard from anybody from any of these building companies? And he said, not a single one. And I've tried to contact them, but it's as if I've got the plague. So very quickly, if you find yourself in a position where Uh, you know, you're in trouble and you need some help. You cannot rely on those relationships to still be there for you. Sometimes when our only common bond is the industry we're, we're in and the work that we're doing, it's not actually a personal connection, is it? If you're not talking to them about their footy and their kids and what they did on the weekend and whether they went fishing and you don't have a genuine interest in the person as a human being, and all you talk about is, oh, did you hear about what happened to that job down the road and such and such is doing this? Chances are they are flirting with you and taking all of the intelligence that you're giving them and using it to their benefit. So I just wanted to qualify that. So relationships are fine if you're in control, um, but don't be lured into a false sense of security. So that concludes my podcast for today. If you have any questions about anything that I've talked about on this podcast, feel free to give me a good old-fashioned email, questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. I would love, love, love for somebody to make a comment on one of my podcasts. Um, And let me know what you think about this. Let me know if you think I'm full of it or if you think it's really good stuff. Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest form side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up? Call us the Tricks of Your Trade! Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late? and your cash flow you fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade!